Swanson to first. to win the Super Bowl, and they have sealed the deal. The long wait has ended after a half century. The Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions once again. And Lightning has struck twice. And the Tampa Bay Lightning are back-to-back Stanley Cup champions. It's episode 126 of For Future Considerations. The Tiger Woods episode of For Future Considerations. Tiger Woods? Not his best weekend, but... (laughs) We'll, we'll go back to a time when he was very successful with the reason for 126. My name is Matt. This is Manny. Our own Bob Baffert is on the call as well. John Rashad. Boys, how was, how was the long weekend? Uh, it's been good. Uh, I wish it was still going on. I know. Getting back to work is a struggle, boys, after a long weekend. It is, especially since it was so beautiful this weekend. <laughs> I don't know where, where you guys are, but uh, it was nice to get the snow boots out again. <laughs> Miss those. Listen, the, uh, the parka was freshly cleaned. Yeah. I thought winter was over. And <laughs> yeah. I had to throw it back on. Well, you, you had a, a perfect uh, option. You had just the tarp that's on the top of your pool. So you open the pool, all of a sudden the temperature drops to 55 degrees, just wrapped yourself up in the tarp. Yeah, that's what I did all weekend. It's crazy. You open the pool and December comes. It's amazing. Tiger Woods from 1997 to 2013 was a combined 126 under par in major championships. Holy crap. The next closest was 251 strokes different. Holy crap. Steve Flesh finished with him 125 above par. (laughs) He was 126 under par. From when? 1997? 97 to 2013. Wow. Over a 16-year period. (laughs) Holy crap. Insane, eh? That is. That is pretty good. He won the only player in modern history to win four majors in a row. The only player to win any major by 10 strokes or more. In fact, he did it twice. (laughs) (laughs) Not just once. (laughs) Twice. And for the 10th week in a row, John is rumming it in our faces again after winning at the Preakness. What the hell? Yeah, I just say that one goes, the credit goes to my wife, Jill, on that one. But yeah, she uh, she goes, okay, what, what are the top three horses? And so I told her, she's like, okay, okay, I'm going to tell you who I'm going for. And then there we were. <laughs> uh, this time, though, it was, um, we bet $5 on early voting. And so I think she won like 15 or 20 or something like that. So so why did she pick early voting? I think just like the name. <laughs> I like the name. He was brown. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's funny. We went to watch harness racing probably, God, it's got to be at least five years ago now. And um, we're looking at the, um, what's that called? The book? Yep. The book. Um, (laughs) The book. (laughs) Curtis is going to love me. What the The hell is it called? The book. Curtis has already chimed in. I'll I'll share that with you after your story. (laughs) So anyways, um, the racing forum. So we're looking at it and um, we're not really understanding the numbers. And then someone was kind of explaining it to us. And we were like, okay, okay, I think we get this now. But then Jill just kind of picked names and she did better than I did all afternoon. I think I was down for the afternoon and she was up like 30 or 40 bucks on the day just by randomly picking horses. So science (laughs) does not.
not work well for me when I'm doing horse racing. <laughs> so it's your plus ninety, yeah, <laughs> plus ninety bucks on the on the first two legs of the triple crown here. Yeah. <laughs> so stay tuned. We're going to have a second podcast hosted by the Rashads yep. called the Betting Forum. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> the Belmont is June 11th, so get ready for that. Curtis wants to know how many super burgers uh, you were able to buy with your Preakness winnings. So. <laughs> I did buy one super burger and one champ burger at this point. So okay, there you go. And he's he's also in a uh, uh, hockey pool, uh, and he's no good at that either. So I don't know if you can help him out, John. But uh, we might need another insider. When the insider's on the outside, you got a problem. Curtis, stay tuned to our betting podcast coming yeah. up with our shots. Hey. Before we get speaking of champ burger and super burger. <laughs> The feedback that we got from you, Rashad, saying that Champ Burger is better than Super Burger. People are coming out of their kitchen with aprons and the spatulas ready to riot. This is like never go against the family shit right here. Right. It's like Alfonso Davies' highlight being retweeted a million times. That happened again last night. How well, you know what's funny about this burger thing is I always swore to Jill, my wife. I'm like, no, 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 no. Super Burger is the better of the two. She's like, I'm telling you. She's like, Champ Burger is better now because she works down that way so she had the opportunity to have one or two over the last couple of years and she's like it wasn't even close and i thought okay well i drove her to the airport and i was on my way back or on my way to the airport picking her up and i thought i'm going to settle this in my head once and for all so i went to super burger first fully prepared for it to be the better of the two and i honestly think champ burger they've upped their game so if you haven't been to champ burger in a while you got to do the comparison just go get two small burgers get the same ingredients on both and yeah i was surprised because I've always been a super burger guy. You're like yeah. Fredo to these guys now. Yeah. We trusted you, John. <laughs> it's two weeks in a row and he's not changing his tune. No, I know. <laughs> and it's hard for Rashad to, to pick a side, too. Yeah. So for especially with food, because he'll just take anything. That's except, right. for, except for minestrone, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Rashad, what is this I hear? You don't like soup? Yeah, okay, this is a weird thing I've had ever since I was little. I think <laughs> when I was like a toddler or something, I must have burnt my mouth on something that was hot that was a liquid because I don't like hot chocolate, I don't like coffee, and I don't like soup. And I never really thought about it before. And Jill finally said it to me one time. She was like, you don't like any warm, like, coffees or drinks or soups or anything. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I never really thought about that before. But, yeah, That's I don't yeah. like... I don't like warm beverages. I'm not big on warm beverages, but like, what kind of animal doesn't like soup? Like, <laughs> really? Seriously, <laughs> everybody eats soup. We're getting, shot. we're getting, uh, we're discussing food for the weekend that John and Jill decide not to come down. Yes, and <laughs> Jill, Jill suggested John will eat anything but soup. So what's your favorite soup? Podcast FFC on Twitter and Instagram for future considerations at gmail.com. Buy us on Facebook too. Best soup. 
We're the gonna one put thing, the one thing we're gonna too, put five soups in front of you, Rashad. <laughs> we're gonna do a Facebook Live. Yeah. <laughs> Blindfolded. One of them is gonna be oatmeal. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things too is um Jill's favorite soup is tomato soup. And to me, that just tastes like hot ketchup. I can't stand Ooh, tomato soup. Tomato soup with a grilled okay. cheese sandwich. I'm writing this down. Tomato soup will be one. Yep, yep. Tomato <laughs> soup will be one. <laughs> that was something uh, something exotic, maybe like wild mushroom or something like that Ooh, like clam chowder oh yeah see you you'd like clam chowder yeah, clam chowder is pretty good but you'd see like it's gotta chowder. it's gotta be thick though like it's gotta be almost like a okay. paste a broccoli uh, cheddar you. okay oatmeal <laughs> got <Yep>. it <laughs> <laughs> broccoli cheddar is my go-to put that on there when i when i do have soup i put so many crackers in it it's like a paste that's how you got to have soup. So we're going to have more than five bowls of soup in front yeah. of you. Like this might be 10. So paint. <laughs> <laughs> Benjamin Moore, put that on there. Lead paint. That's probably what happened to me back in the day. Oh, yeah. man. Elmer's glue. <laughs> Italian wedding. Ah, yes. yes. You can't go wrong with that, uh-huh. Rashad. Italian wedding soup is excellent. Unbelievable. You might be the only guy I know that doesn't like soup. Really? Well, we got to ask people about this. Yeah. Speaking of Italians, <laughs> a big happy birthday to our good friend Tony Ambrosio. He <laughs> likes soup. He celebrated his big day on the weekend. So happy birthday, Tony. Yeah, he was a guest all the way back. I had to look this up. 37, episode 37. That was a long time ago, and it feels like it was just yesterday. He had some really good stories about his broadcast career. So if you um, don't remember that episode or you weren't listening back then, definitely go take a listen to episode 37. Tony Ambrosio had some really, really good stories for us and a funny guy, too. That's when we were just starting to peak at episode 37. <laughs> and then right back down, I think, at 38, 39, and then been pretty steady along the bottom since then. <laughs> it's like a big mountain. Yeah. Like a cliff. <laughs> Tony Ambrosio at the peak, and then down and we go. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> well, after I uh, stirred up all that with the Champburger Super Brother thing, let's see what controversy we can get uh, into in this debate. 2-1 lead for Tampa Bay. The Tampa Bay Lightning are looking like they're going to three-peat as Stanley Cup champions right now. We've had a few emails from Jane in Ingersoll and Stephen in Windsor. Do we think the Lightning should be the favorites after their performance so far? I mean, they should be the favorites because they're the two-time defending champs. And as long as you're the champs, you should be the favorites. Um, I do think just seeing the teams play on their, in their separate series, and obviously not against each other, I do think Colorado is better. But... Tampa Bay's goaltending would would certainly supersede Darcy Kemper, and they're they're just turning into this St. Louis Cardinals kind of franchise where as long as they're around, they're going to cause problems for somebody. So I, I think I think Toronto was a great test for them, and we've talked a lot about the Leafs the other way around. But for Tampa, I think that was a great introduction back into the playoffs to see that they've still got it, to see uh, how they're able to, to match up. And this has probably been the most disappointing part of the playoffs so far is what the Florida Panthers are doing right now. This is almost getting easy for the Lightning at this point. I remember last week I was trying to back out of my pick as uh, picking Tampa and I was going to lean towards Florida and I'm glad I didn't because boy, yeah, Tampa just, like you said, Matt, it almost looks like the Harlem Globetrotters and the Washington Generals at this point. 
Yeah, and for this to be, that's the other thing too. Like, this is the second round now. Like, you you're almost getting. Not, there's no buy in the playoffs, but this is about as easy as it comes. After you go a seven game series with Toronto, you've got a team in the Panthers that in the regular season only scored one goal in the game three times and has now done it in game one, two, and three of this series. The next game's in Tampa. So this does not look good for for the Panthers at all. It doesn't. Like, I, I said when we were predicting that I thought Florida was set up for disappointment. I didn't think it was going to come here. Mm-hmm. I thought Tampa was going to run out of gas. But if anything, they look like they've – been fuel injected out yeah. there like it's it's incredible it really is like john cooper deserves <laughs> a ton of credit uh we were having this debate on the weekend sunday night i think has he won a coach of the year award no he's been nominated twice we looked this up he was nominated twice but he's never won the jack adams so it's been crazy how he's been able to prepare his team to get by Toronto and really dominate the Florida Panthers, mm-hmm. who were the best team in the entire Eastern Conference mm-hmm. and the number one seed. Mm-hmm. It's been really remarkable. And, you know, we all both picked the Rangers. And yep. they haven't looked good or impressive at all. At least they won game three. But, um, you know, Tampa may coast to this day on the Cup final the way they're playing. Wow. Wild. I love all the Leaf fans, though, on social media. This just proves if we beat Tampa, we were on our way to the cup final. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Uh-huh. Like that always works out. Right. In magic land. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, any other shockers from the second round? Uh, what do you guys think of the Battle of Alberta so far? I think that's been great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's been really good. <laughs> like, I think it's been terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so many goals. <laughs> no. You, you go from... You know, the goal-scoring fest, 15 goals in Game 1, to the big comeback by the Oilers in Game 2, to their domination in Game 3. Connor McDavid looks like he's on another level, which Uh is hard to believe. Um, Milan Lucic running Mike Smith. Yes. Uh, Unbelievable. People calling for his suspension. People Uh saying that he let up. Uh, I think it's great. Jordan Binnington getting run by Kadri. And then throwing water bottles at Kadri. I'm here for all of this. I love the drama. This is fantastic. And he still won't watch 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> no, I'd rather watch I'd rather watch Bennington throw water bottles at Kadri. <laughs> what about you, John? Has this lived up uh, to the hype yet for you? Yeah, the first game I thought was, uh, I like a lot of scoring, but the first game I didn't enjoy very much. It was just ridiculous. Every time I <laughs> every time I turned around, there's another goal, and I'm like, okay, is anyone going to play any defense? Is anyone going to stop a puck? But, uh, yeah, the most recent games have been a lot better. And um, I was noticing, I watched McDavid. Um, I see him a bit because I watched Canucks games. And I have to say, I watched one of the shifts in game three, and he got, I think, two hits, a steal, and an assist on the shift that I was watching. And he's just, anytime he's on the ice, everybody on the entire ice has to react to him. And it Mm -hmm. changes the entire course of the game. And I think he looks better maybe than he has looked ever that I've ever seen him play. So I think he's really peaking at the right time because uh, if this team doesn't do something this year, I think they're going to be, they're going to be some major changes. So I think he's really done um, a great job of stepping up. 
And then one of the other things we got talking about um, earlier in the series, uh, Matthew Kachuk chirping Evander Kane, asking him if he uh, needed some money. I thought that was pretty funny, too. <laughs> and, then, and then Kane scores a hat trick in game three. <laughs> won you some money. He did. He won me some money. Yeah. Connor McDavid. Uh, he's He needs to be selfish. McDavid needs to be he selfish does. and shoot the puck. too nice away. a guy. <laughs> Stop setting up your line mates. What do you think of Carolina? Nobody has talked about Carolina in the playoffs at all, at any point, really, even in, in the first round uh, against Boston. We didn't talk about that series very much. We both like the Rangers a lot. I mean, both teams have taken care of, of home ice at, at this point in that series. Is Carolina somebody that you think could be in that in that last window? See, they're somehow they're winning games. Like game mm-hmm. one, the Rangers actually had the lead. Carolina tied it late, right, right? and won it in overtime. <clears throat> yeah. Two one game. Carolina wins game two, two to nothing. Like that game is really tight. Um, Aho scores into an empty net with like two seconds left. Yeah. Right. So it's it's a one goal game, and then game three on Sunday. Uh, was really tight too, 3-1 game, and the Rangers score into an empty net. Like, I think as much as the Hurricanes are up 2-1 to one in that series, um, the Rangers could be up in that series. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think Tampa Bay could float all the way to the final the way they're playing because no one else has stood out for me. Like, do you – Carolina's doing it without – goaltending in my opinion even like, yeah and, and you know when you look at their their numbers for the playoffs i mean they've got two defensemen in their top four scoring like it's three four but tara vinen is two goals seven assists for nine points at the time that we're doing this aho's four goals four assists for eight points so in 10 games they're you know, almost a point per game whatever slavin's at eight points, D'Angelo's at eight points, Vinny Trocek's at seven. But then we go a little bit further down the list, and we've talked about this before. We talked about it last year when I had Carolina as the team to go to the Stanley Cup Finals. Nito Niederreiter, four goals, five points. Jordan Stahl, one goal, five points. Andre Svechnikov, three goals, one assist, four points in the playoffs. That's For some of these guys, that's not good enough, for sure. That game four in that series is going to be huge, right? Mm-hmm. If the Rangers can hold serve at home, then I, you know, that's going to be huge and a huge momentum lifter. I think. Yeah, yeah. Carolina hasn't done much on the road, so I, I think it's pretty likely that the Rangers will hold serve at home, and then that changes the complexion of things a bit. Speaking of defending champs, the Golden State Warriors are rolling in the West final. Michael and Chatham is posing the same question about the NBA playoffs: Are the Warriors the favorites in that league? Well, they couldn't win or lead it by four and a half uh, in the first half <laughs> on Sunday, so that was a bit frustrating. But I, I mean, look at them—they're—they're they're back to the whatever you know, whatever year it was that they would win back to back. I mean, they've—they've they've just made a mess of Dallas in in this series, and that game that we ended up watching the majority of on Sunday was probably the most basketball I've watched <laughs> in a year for sure. And I mean, they just look dominant uh, you know the, they look like you know i don't think dallas is all that good <laughs> other than uh, other than donkix but um yeah I, I don't know anything about miami i don't know anything about boston but they aren't those guys so I, i'd say they're the favorite at this point yep. um did you think they looked that dominant even with a nine point lead like a nine point win i should say they uh, played them that well even though the score was sort of close 
Yeah, yeah, I, I really didn't think that game was what was at any point close. Um, you know, even when Dallas took the lead in the second half, that you're supposed to do that, right? You're, the game was within two or something like that at halftime. They came out, started the third quarter big. That's what you expect from that from that team. But then it's you know, I I don't like the brand of basketball. I don't like to cross the center line, pass it once, and just shoot it from wherever you are. But when it always friggin' goes in, I mean, what else are you supposed to do? Right. You know, it's the role players that have really stepped up. Like Andrew Wiggins in Game Three was fantastic. Your boy. That monster dunk. Yeah. You ordered a Wiggins jersey yeah. right after that happened. <laughs> hey, they're calling that the best dunk ever by a Canadian in NBA history. <laughs> like, that was amazing. But, like, he has stepped up. Yep. Where, you know, I, I picked Dallas because I thought Spencer Dinwiddie was going to be a huge factor. He's been garbage. Yeah. He's been Svechnikov-like. Yep. Right? And. Dallas doesn't play defense very well. Like, I agree with you. That game was never in doubt because every time Golden State came down the floor, if they missed one way, next time out, they were going to score. There weren't these huge runs where they kept missing, kept missing, kept missing. exactly. Yeah, and Steph Curry is canceling out Luka Doncic Mm -hmm. points-wise. Doncic has no support. And... It's unfortunate because he's the second best player in the NBA right oh, now. He's unreal. He really is. And and he's getting wasted there. And, and he's going to be... In he's l- going to be the Mike Trout of basketball? Yeah. yeah. And what is it? I, don't, I have no idea what his contract looks like. But he's the guy that in two years is going to be like, get me out of here. Like, if there's no other help, if there's nothing else coming... You got to. He's got to start looking at, at trying to get moved. Yeah, I mean, and and that's the with Golden State and the way that they play. And again, I don't know how Miami or Boston play or anything like that. But I mean, when you're going on one end of the floor and you're scoring three, and the other way everybody's scoring two, at some point that difference ends up being nine, ten points, and it doesn't take very long, right? And then the game changes entirely. So, yeah, I think they're they they looked fantastic on Sunday. You know, Mark Cuban, don't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you you roomed with him, right? Tell him to get some support for that guy. Yeah, that's right. Open up the checkbook. Come on. Yeah, Doncic, um, I think, is under contract till 2027 in Dallas. Okay. So they got some time to find somebody to support him. He's only 23. Yeah. But he, he feels like he's been playing in the league forever. Yeah. Without support. Well, Rashad, you were one of the original sharks on Shark Tank, weren't yes. you? <laughs> and then the show started getting a little too commercial, and, and you left, and then they brought in Mark. So, yeah, they yeah were, that's right. That's right. Didn't they bring in somebody tried to uh, bring in soup and look for a partner? And you yep. said, I'm out of here. Yeah, no soup. No uh, soup for you. The guy had a real bad attitude, and you had to order a special <laughs> way. And you're like, you know what? This isn't for me. <laughs> That's right. Guys with the kind of money I have don't have time to waste on this stuff. <laughs> Can't smile when ordering. <laughs> Schmoopy. Can you believe what we just saw? This is incredible. You know, guys, I gotta be honest. I have goosebumps. Unbelievable. Oh my God. And now it's time for our play of the week, and we're going to try something different this week. Instead of giving you the play on the podcast, we want you to go to our Twitter account at Podcast FFC to see the results. 
Yeah, we're not going to hand feed you anymore, kids. You got to you got to go on. You gotta, we should be able to lock this thing that you got to follow it just to find out what it is. <laughs> anyway, we post four plays on Monday. Podcast FFC on Twitter and Instagram. You view the videos, then you get to pick the play of the week, and we will reveal that for you to find later on in the week. And if you don't like any of the plays, you can comment on that too. Yeah, <laughs> like Matt and his soccer plays. Our play of the week is brought to you by London Awnings, quality that shows. And now let's get into baseball, a big controversy from the weekend between the Chicago White Sox and the New York Yankees. Josh Donaldson apparently called Tim Anderson Jackie, as in Jackie Robinson. And Anderson didn't like it one bit and felt disrespected. The benches cleared in Saturday's game. And then Anderson shushed the Yankees crowd after crushing this home run on Sunday. I think Anderson to right, well hit, Judge going back, looking up, it's gone! Tim Anderson, a three-run shot, his fifth of the year, and the White Sox here in the eighth inning now lead nothing. 5-0. It was all they could talk about on Sunday Night Baseball, Donaldson facing suspension, so should he be suspended? So this is apparently goes back to when they were with the Atlanta Braves that there's an article in Sports Illustrated 2019 that uh, Tim Anderson says, uh, I'm, I don't know word for word, I'm like Jackie Robinson or I'm the next Jackie Robinson or, or something like that. That to me doesn't, that, that's not a great line to begin yeah, with. You don't say that. Don't me. like that one yeah, bit. Yeah. Uh, suspensions, I think Major League Baseball gets creative here. You find Josh Donaldson. Whatever number you come to, 50,000, 100,000, whatever it is, it goes to the Jackie Robinson Foundation. He goes to a school in Chicago and basically does a book report on what Jackie Robinson means for baseball. That's it. Hmm. That's, that's John, what do you think? I like you know, that. I don't think he should miss a game for it. Yeah. Do, I, do I think he, he, he has to be penalized for, for like being taken out of a game for it? I, no. But I think this is a great opportunity for for uh, maybe he has to wear forty two for the rest of the year. Do something rid- like outside the box with this because, like, <laughs> I mean, he calls the guy Jackie. He, the, Tim Anderson also called himself Jackie Robinson. Neither of these are really good looks. Let's find something positive out of it. You know, I'm a positive guy. Yeah, Let's sure try to find are. something positive out of it. Find him. <laughs> donate the money to the foundation. Do a book report. To at a kid's school or something like that in Chicago, right around uh, Comiskey Park or whatever the hell they call that terrible stadium. <laughs> Wear 42 for the rest of the year. Oh, do something different. U.S. Cellular Field. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I think it's changed from that. Is it? Is it? <laughs> you look that up. What a terrible park. Are you positive? <laughs> this guy's positive. Ask him about the umpires for a shot. Let's see how positive he is. I was going right. to say, if it's guaranteed rate field now. Guaranteed what? Guaranteed rate field. That's a terrible Guaranteed name. disappointment is what that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, put it on the board. <laughs> hey, um, I, you stole my thunder because I thought a fine is and donated to the Jackie Robinson Fund to support Negro baseball yep. or uh, any other, the Negro Baseball Hall of Fame yep. or anything else like that. The fact that in 2019, Tim Anderson called himself Jackie Robinson, I think makes this a moot point. Like, is Josh Donaldson dumb for calling him Jackie? A thousand percent. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of people think he's an idiot to begin with anyways, and he just proved it. Seems like there's a few people that took this opportunity to, sh- to share that kind of opinion. He just proved it to the entire world by calling somebody Jackie. Yeah. So 
Um, baseball makes a big deal about Jackie Robinson. So mm-hmm. uh, that's why I think there will be a penalty. I don't think it's a suspension. I think this is a little bit overblown, but I do think a significant fine mm-hmm. is valid. And it could be into six figures here. Yep. Are you ready? And now it's time for Rapid Fire. And we have a question from Jim in Detroit, who loves what Matt said, that the Red Wings should hire Barry Trotz. But reports are suggesting that Trotz is being pursued by the Jets, Flyers, and Golden Knights. Now, Dallas also needs a coach. So Jim wants to know where we think Trotz lands. I think none of those teams. Wow. I think... You think John Cooper's going to get fired? No. He's going to end up in Detroit. Barry Trotz is going to take Tampa. All right, I'm in. Um, I think if Edmonton doesn't get by Calgary, I think there's a coaching change there. It's just the interim tag on Woodcroft, right? Mm -hmm. So I want to throw out the Oilers there as a possibility for Barry Trotz. He coached Alex Ovechkin... In Washington, he knows how to coach a superstar. I think he's waiting it out to see what happens in Edmonton. And if he doesn't land in Edmonton, watch for the Vegas Golden Knights to throw everything they can at landing Barry Trotz, because that's what the owner does in Vegas. Mm -hmm. I I think I I was going to say Vegas. Uh, as as where he's going. So picture this from Barry Trotz, because we've said this before. He's going to just pick where he wants to right. go. He has- no one's going to win him over or or swing this somehow. So where you know what makes sense for him? He's 59 years old, so he's getting up there. He's got one Stanley Cup. Vegas is pretty close uh, to winning again, and they are going to be coming in with with some fire. They're going to have. Jack Eichel, healthy for the whole year. He's been around superstars like that. He might be able to help rein in Jack Eichel. I I think that one makes a ton of sense. I really think the Jets make a ton of sense as well. He's a Manitoba guy. He's from Dauphin, Manitoba. Might be an opportunity for him to go home and see what, uh, what, be close to family and all that stuff. That makes a ton of sense too. The other name that I started hearing a little bit, and I don't know if if I'm into it or not, but for the, the Red Wings, from perspective, is Paul Maurice because he's still sitting there, see what he ends up doing. I think the Wings are more and more, I'm starting to think the Wings are going to get cute with it, uh, which I don't like and I don't really want. But I'm surprised you would say that Jay Woodcroft is is on, the not to say a hot seat, but if they don't get out of this round, that that he'd be he'd be out and moved on. They were 26, 9, and 3 with him as a head coach this year, and he's gotten him to the second round. I'm not sure there's really much more he could do with that team. Listen, I understand that, but I think it also goes back to um, what we talk about with Mike Trout, with the Angels, and with uh, now Luka Doncic, Mm -hmm. we're talking about in Dallas. You've got the best player on the planet. Don't you want to surround him around the best people, proven winners? Barry Trotz has won. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's an opportunity there, and he's coach a superstar. I think there's an opportunity there where it, you know, Edmonton's got to figure out: Are we going to be able to win with Woodcroft, or, or can Barry Trotz get the most out of some of these other guys who are not performing, like the Archibalds Your or boy. the Yamamoto's? Yep. Right? Like, 
can he turn them into at least successful role players to allow the McDavid's and the Drysaddles and the Canes to do what they normally do on any given night, but they still need a good support system. So I think Vegas, you think Edmonton, Brashot, where are you going with this? Uh, I was thinking Winnipeg. That's, yeah, of course you were. Okay, next question. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Just so, lobbed you that one. So for Jim in Detroit, you think Paul Maurice or maybe does Iserman pluck a guy from Tampa? He's going to pluck Derek Lalonde from Tampa. Assistant okay. coach, he's going to make Derek Lalonde a head coach. Or he's going to go into Sweden and get Roger Romberg from uh, Frolunda. And Your that's boy. my boy. That's you know, <laughs> I'd buy a first head coach's jersey <laughs> somehow. <laughs> what is a head coach rug? jersey? I don't know. Is I, it like a suit jacket? It would have to be like yeah. a, you know, like those fancy bow tie t shirt yeah. things. Yeah. It'd have to be something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Matt subscribes to NHL Center Ice and asks for a coach cam just so you can watch the coach. <laughs> just wanna just wanna stare at him. Look at this guy. Look at him run the bench. Not <laughs> salivating over the coach camp. <laughs> we also have a hockey question from Mark in Burlington. After the Maple Leafs signed Mark Giordano on the weekend, he's asking whether we think that's a good signing. I think it's a great signing. I know he's older, but two years, uh-huh, yeah, $1.6 million? That's all? That's Talk about a hometown discount. That's what I mean. His cap hit right now is 3.375. He just cut that in quarters. Right. It's it's 800,000 a year. Yeah. And did you see what he did in the playoffs? Like he was a horse back then. Yeah. I know he's getting older and stuff like that. He's not going to be a one-two guy, but he can certainly help groom some younger D mm-hmm. and play some quality minutes in the 3-4 pairing. This is again like we've said before, a two-year deal. There's two years left in yeah. this, or the whole thing goes to hell. Yeah. He's he's he better not be a one-two because the Leafs are going to be in the same spot as they are now. But if you're getting eight hundred thousand dollars from a steady former captain NHL defenseman, and you've got defensemen that are listed on your depth chart right now at twenty-eight, thirty-one, thirty, and thirty-three. Like that is that's a license to print money. That might be their biggest win since the end of the regular season to signing this deal. Yeah, he's thirty eight, so he's going to play till forty, and then he's going to retire. Yeah. It makes sense. He's going to retire as a Maple Leaf. He's from Toronto. Yeah, um, and he you, the window now is the this, time for the Maple Leafs to win. Yeah, Jordana wants to win a cup. Yeah, this is the team that's going to go for it. You know, I think it makes sense for both sides. I think the other thing that we were talking about last week was, or the week before maybe, we were saying that if they want to make some changes on this team around the edges, they are going to have to try and free up some cap room and they weren't going to have enough room to do much. And this helps them immensely that way too. You can actually, you have a little bit of wiggle room now to maybe add another piece. So he really helped his team by giving them that discount. Yeah, maybe by the end of the, maybe in the second year, he's the five six guy playing yep. shorthanded minutes, whatever on the PK, and but again, it allows the younger guys to move up and groom them. And Mike and Windsor also sent us a question, not about sports, but about movies. Top Gun is being released this weekend, and Mike wants to know if we're as jacked as he is to see the movie. When was the last time you went to the theaters to watch a movie? It wasn't that long ago. Um, so I went and saw the new Bond movie in the theaters. Um, I took the kids to see um, the Paw Patrol movie at the theaters. Okay. I've been a couple times. Okay. A couple times. John, have you been to the theaters recently? 
No, it was pre-COVID. And then even before that, Jill and I kept saying, like, we're just kind of tired of superhero movies. So we were waiting for something to see on the big screen that isn't a superhero movie, mm-hmm. which means we'll be going to the theater the next in probably 2040, 2045, probably. Because what everything you're not going to race movie. for Top Gun? Um, is- actually, I, I would go see Top Gun in the theater. That would be worth seeing. Is, I'm just Jill, gonna- is Jill a Maverick guy? <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. Or Iceman. <laughs> hmm. Rashad, no one's listening. Come come clean. You, you got a suit, don't you? You got a, a fighter suit. You got the helmet. You got the goggles. Come on. That's what you did on the long weekend, right? <laughs> That's why you were so hungry and went to Champ Burger and Super Burger afterwards. You worked up an appetite, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're getting out of the shower or something. You got a highway to the danger zone. Kenny Loggins playing in the background. She's got take my breath away in the in the bedroom. You, we know it's okay. It's okay. That sounds like a hell of a night. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you haven't done it already, we just gave you an idea. Yeah. yeah. Make sure Jill doesn't listen to the pod. And you can claim it as your own idea. Yeah. When's her birthday? When's the anniversary? We're coming up on some big things here. Yeah, we're coming up on the anniversary here in a couple of weeks. Are there you we jacked? Go. Are you jacked for Top Gun? Can I be honest with you guys? Yeah. I've never seen Top Gun. What? I've not seen it. If wow. I if I if I saw it, it was on somewhere, but I have no memory or recollection of this movie whatsoever. Oh my Nothing. good Tom wow. Cruise. I know. I know. It's one of those movies that, you know, everybody's got a movie that like, what do you mean you never saw Wizard of Oz or The Godfather or something? I've never seen Top Gun. What? Wow. I don't know. Val Kilmer. Yeah. Kelly McGillis. I, it's, I, I know it's a great movie. That's Matt all I've heard. Ryan. It's a great movie. Anthony Edwards. <laughs> oh, Anthony Edwards is in it? Tim Robbins. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I have not seen it. Oh, my goodness. So are you going to see the old one before the new one? I feel like you have to. That's mm-hmm. the same one. They just made – it was – I don't even but know he's when that came he's coming back as like an instructor now or something, isn't he? Is that the deal that Tom Cruise comes back as an instructor and Val Kilmer couldn't squeeze is. into the, the seat anymore <laughs> of the plane? So. I just left it up. That, that came out in 1986. Okay. So I would have been five. Okay. Probably yeah. not a first viewing. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. I got swept up in the Ghostbusters and, <laughs> and then I turned 40. <laughs> I'm really fluent there. Yeah, there's there's some, some pieces missing in between there. But. Um, I actually heard, and I don't know if it's Cannes or Con or what the, but um, the screening over there in that movie uh, festival, they got a standing ovation for the sequel. Wow. The, really? uh, didn't uh, yeah. Prince William and Kate go to that? Oh, yeah, I think you're right. I think I saw a picture of him, uh, of Tom Cruise, walking Kate up the stairs or something. It looked like she was a few stairs in front of him, but no, it's just really short. That's wow. right. And then uh, he was trying to convert her to Scientology while they were walking in. You know, yeah, yeah. Listen, <laughs> uh, do you have uh, room for a pamphlet I could slip you here? It might be something that'll change your life. Yeah, Tom Cruise. <laughs> Maverick must confront the ghosts of his past and his deepest Never fears. heard of a plot like that before in a movie. <laughs> oh, my goodness. 
I don't know if I'm jacked. I'm okay. not going to rush to the theater this yeah, weekend yeah. to watch it. Yeah. But I will watch Will you it. go to the theater to see it? Yeah, I'm dying to go to the theater, okay. actually. Okay. I, I just haven't had a good film yet that I really wanted to go see. So Top Gun Maverick is going to be the one. Well, I just think, you know, the sound in the theater. It'll, it'll look good in there right? for sure. Yeah. It'll, 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 it'll sound it'll good. It'll be an impact. Yeah. And we posted this story on our social media recently. Brazilian soccer player Marcello reportedly had his contract terminated by Lyon in France for farting in the dressing room and laughing about it. <laughs> Have you guys ever been in a situation like that before? <laughs> uh, I've, I've known a few guys who've been able to clear the room very quickly. And, and I laughed as I left the room, running and screaming as well. <laughs> <laughs> this guy i don't know this guy he must be the worst soccer player ever right like, is this yeah. just an the coaches are sitting there like how do we get rid of this guy <laughs> there <it> is <laughs> i've never heard this before no never somebody farted <laughs> laughed about laughed it laughed about it you're fired you're you're off the team <laughs> leon we're trying to run a professional organization here there's no room for flatulence. Uh, France has always been a little poo-poo. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> always got their nose stuck up about something. Before anyone complains, my family is French, so we're allowed to make French jokes, and obviously do Michelle as well. So <laughs> no one's allowed to complain. Come on, we've done 126 episodes of this. We haven't pissed off the French yet. We may, may as well add them to the list. <laughs> it's, it's growing everything. <laughs> just as the smell wafts across the room, the list of complaints will oh. grow as much. <laughs> I have never been in a situation like this, but I had a buddy in high school who his favorite food was nachos and salsa. And oh, God, he'd be like, want to come over and watch the Leaf game? I'm like, no, no, I don't. <laughs> oh, oh, no, 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 no. Uh, well, we're shot when you do make it down. We'll have uh, uh, an, a very good meal. With soup and tacos and nachos and beans and bean casserole. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll make sure I'll have the plumber on standby. (laughs) Don't you know, pump it up. You've got to pump it up. Now we have another submission for pump it or dump it this week. You didn't like the paint in that bathroom anyways, did you? So Keely in Amherstburg has a puppet or dump it submission for us this week. Okay, Keely. Honest, honest. You're modest, I like it. I like it. You stay down and you're the baddest. Baddest. Find you in the cut. I copped it. Copped it. Yeah. Honest, honest. You kept it real with me from jump. Me from jump. It's 23 when you get done. Done. Splash. I put it in and the song is called Honest by Justin Bieber featuring Don Tolliver. So for Keeley, pump it or dump it? I've had to listen to this a few times. Okay. And 
even though it's a little bit slow and laid back, mm-hmm. I like it. Okay. I'm going to pump it. I'm going to pump it. It's a little too slow and laid back for me. Okay. It could be one of those, you know, before Take My Breath Away comes on. <laughs> you got this one just to kind of set the mood. It's It, it would be a particular type of song that you would be uh, using this for. And it, it's just, it's not for me. It's not for you. You're going to dump me. it. Yeah. You're yeah. going to have the refried beans. I'm going <laughs> to. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with Matt. I'm dumping it as well. Oh, oh there you go. Keely. Keep submitting the songs. I like it. Who cares what the other guys think? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that does it for another debate on Rapid Fire. Yeah. While this show may be done, stay tuned. We have another one coming up this Friday. Yes, that is when we release the episode that we like to call The OT. We will have a special guest join us then. Stay tuned, please. And in the meantime, if you have any guest suggestions or questions for the debate, or if you want to share something with us, um, tell us who you would like to hear as a guest. Send us an email at fourfutureconsiderations at gmail.com. And remember to follow us on social media as well. Podcast FFC on Twitter and Instagram and for future considerations on Facebook. Soup is the topic of conversation for the week. Yes. (laughs) Maybe we'll put a social media poll together. Okay. I like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've seen yeah. those. Like, what is your go-to soup? Mm. Every time I have soup, I feel like, why do I not have soup more? Yes. I really it's like so soup. so good. Really. I don't have that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> we want to thank our sponsors on this episode. London Awnings, Quality That Shows, and Shane Topolovic of Next Level Athletics in Windsor. Specializing in sport training and nutrition, he makes a good soup. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. I bet you he knows all kinds of healthy soups. He would. It would have like kale and yeah, sprouts yeah. and oregano oil or something like that. Fish oil. Or it would just be vodka waters. <laughs> Without the vodka. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening. We will talk to you on the OT on For Future Consideration. That was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. In my opinion, that sucked. Their mentality's awful. Their attitude's awful. It's been their M.O. for the last three years. Tonight I saw and heard one of the most disgusting, rudest, sick demonstrations in my entire career. Probably the worst. It's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. You're still here? It's over. Go home.